in a world where extreme competition exists everywhere what does it take to have success in your career and in life join me nirvana chaudhary as i sit down with some of the most successful individuals to discover the secrets to the success what continues to drive them and to hear a few exclusive stories in the process what drives them and their success code their mantra for making it bigger Hello everyone I'm back again with my podcast making it bigger and today I have with me a very dear friend a fellow YGL Kathy who was the vice minister of economy until 2017 business environment uh, reformer a fighter of corruption and an innovator in terms of the provision of government services kt has contributed to a number of successful reforms and state projects targeting private sector development simplifying bureaucracy and economic diversifications her achievements were awarded with the forbes women title in 2017 kt thank you so much for taking out time you know the first question i ask everyone is You're so successful, you know, and I know having interacted with you so much, you're such a, you've got such a true passion for your country. You're constantly promoting your country because you see the potential in it, right? What is your success mantra? What is it that keeps you going on and driving you? Um, thank, uh, good, good morning to everyone. Um, and uh, thank you, Nirana, for taking time and um, again, uh, putting me among your friends. First of all, I'm very happy. I, I, I appreciate very much and plus um, talking about uh, me and my country Georgia um, uh, it's a very good question but I do think that if um, uh, uh, there is first of all willingness and political willingness to change the country I definitely uh, I'm, uh, I know and uh, I want to assure everyone that all the changes can happen in a very short period of time um, coming from a country which we inherited the former Soviet Union uh, um, regime, it was very difficult to be raised in Georgia. Uh, things were so bad that nobody could imagine um, with high criminal rate in the country, uh, not safe at all to walk in the streets, having electricity shortage like two hours per day, um, uh, and a big, big uh, corruption and uh, bureaucracy at uh, all these steps um, in your lifetime. Uh, but we managed that within a decade, uh, country became uh, one of the least uh, corrupted uh, country in the region, uh, one of the most clean and safe country in the Europe as well. Uh, we managed that we made uh, business uh, very easy to do. And because of that, we saw a lot of uh, businesses furnishing uh, uh, local and international Um And if I thought that uh, in my DNA there was um, uh, criminality, then I have realized that it was more inherited and uh, Georgians wanted to live in a clean and in a safe environment and we delivered and we managed to do it. Um, so my, uh, my first and most um, important uh, advice or formula of the success is the political will um, and then everything can happen in a very short period of time uh, to go back um, 
the country it's um, small, relatively saying we are nearly four million uh, population, and we don't have resources like oil and gas. And sometimes I even say that it's even good for us because we had to be creative and we had to think out of the box to find the solutions how we should be developed. Um, and of course, um, four million population with very low GDP, it can't be attractive to many countries in terms of investment or in terms of doing business. So out of uh, our, our approach was to become a regional hub. And um, by doing business in Georgia, you could have approached the businesses um, in um, near, um, if I may say, like in the Caucasus, which is around 17 million of population, and in Central Asia, which is more than 146 million of population. So what we have done, um, first of all, we cleaned up the country and we fight it against corruption and it goes top-down, uh, bottom-up in every level. Some of the reforms that we have, well, if, if I may say, and which I was part of, it was um, educational reform. Uh, university was one of the most corrupted entities, and we have changed the entrance examination so uh, merit-based students could get to university, but we had to fight against the existing elite, so-called professors and the university uh, management which at that time especially was considered the, to be a very established elite society in the country. Um, the country uh, downsized the number of the ministries. We used to have over 20 ministries. We downsized it to um, you know, 13 most important. Um, a lot of agencies um, uh, we took away uh, because it was uh, just a step of bureaucracy rather than really doing the things. We also took away a lot of licensing and permits and Georgia got criticized, but uh, believe me, by that time, all these permits was poorly um, documents rather than they were doing um, you know, the real job. So what was happening later on, we reintroduced when we could say that, oh, we can now manage these uh, permits or licensing. So one uh, goes with the car inspection, as an example. Car inspection was a document that you would just buy. Nobody was checking their car. Um, and then we just got rid of the uh, car inspection. And then, again, of course, everybody will criticize how you can get the uh, ex um, take away the car exception, but it was not doing anything. So why to keep additional bureaucracy? But when country is ready, when the systems are there, then you can introduce it back as an example. We downsized our tax system. So we had probably uh, more than 20 taxes, very hard to administrate, and everybody preferred to pay bribes rather than paying the taxes. We downsized into six simple tax, flat, uh, not progressive. So it was much cheaper to pay the taxes than to have the shadow economy and to bribe somebody. So because of that, the government budget increased uh, maybe 100 times, not 100 times, even like uh, much more, you know, and that gave the government um, revenues uh, able to implement many other projects. I'll let you to give me a question. I'll continue with other <laughs> Thank you so much, Katie. You know, it's it's again, you know, when I was asking you about your success mantra and what drives you, I mean, I could still see how passionate you were about the potential of Georgia, right? Where you saw while growing up on the bottlenecks, on the challenges, on the obstacles. And, you know, there were such simple things you did, simple changes that you and, you know, you're part of your government made. And, you know, look at an example of Singapore. You know, it was a country which Malaysia wanted to sort of reject. 
in per se that you know okay we don't want you to be part of it and singapore is one of the most successful countries today small population but they don't have oil and gas and other natural resources but their systems and you know they were able to carve themselves as a niche country and and listening to you i can just see a future leader of your country uh, in the making for sure right now tell me one thing uh, katie you know uh, as individuals as leaders right we 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 get a little complacent knowing that oh we probably understanding that we know everything or you know we and i see you continuously going to world class universities harvard cambridge etc and continuously relearning continuously meeting people how important is that for a leader today absolutely um, and just um, at cambridge executive program um, um, we have discussed creativity and innovation and it's uh, nothing new that you are inventing like from the scratch it's more um, improving adaptation and um, connecting one or two of those elements and for me uh, while doing any reforms in the country i had benchmarking countries i would see how singaporeans did how estonia did how ireland did because for me those countries um, were benchmarking because they were small and without resources you know and they also went through the process that we went and based on that uh, you know what they type of reforms they have did it gave us an opportunity to become more creative and to see what we needed to do in our country of course you can't copy everything directly but you can that gives you an idea what things can be done and then you can you know adapt that uh, based on your um, uh, reality and based on the, the, uh, on what is happening and you mentioned absolutely for me singapore was uh, amazing because they had no resources even water they had to import the uh, water while as an example georgia we have 20000 rivers and out of these uh, rivers 200 rivers are amazing to develop the hydro um, uh, projects so georgia literally in a very short period of time also having uh, secured the long term contract with uh, azerbaijan producing the our own uh, green electricity became energy secure from russia and that gave us an opportunity to start implementing all the reforms that we have been doing and this is something that most of the countries should have done previously as well because when you are depending small country uh, doesn't matter on anything to other only one country that's the, when the troubles are starting so energy security was one of the key thing which uh, after that uh, uh, enabled us to do much more reforms to um, and um, um, again having georgia uh, when i say we are small and maybe no resources i hide, uh, sometimes cheat a little bit because we do have a lot of water which is a big resource for us and especially when um, there is a bigger reforming happening in the industrialization and automatization um is uh, coming uh, more and more i think the energy secure countries and especially who is producing the green energy will become more more important than maybe some of other driving factors that um, companies were choosing in terms of investment and in that case uh, georgia can can definitely be um the, the destination for most of the international companies okay great uh kitty you know i'm i'm just profound all the time you know you i think i think you're a living embodiment of a true ambassador of georgia you know you're, you're, it's amazing uh, i am not going to go there i want to ask you a last question right tell me as a leader uh, you've been at the public service you've also seen how private sector le- uh, works what has been your biggest learning one biggest learning from public sector 
while working in the public sector like what did you realize that my god i never realized this or and number 2 is what has been uh, your your uh, um you know in the private sector how it worked a preconceived notion of how private sector work worked and how it actually does can you just give me one one example of each Uh, sure i have to admit that i was always on the merge between the public and private sector because uh, as a government official my main idea was to support the private sector development of the country so for me as an official um uh, my very simple formula was that i would go to the companies and industries and tell them what i can do to increase your business activities by 30% next year what initiatives i need to do so they would give me and i would not talk to one company i would talk to the industry maybe 10 15 companies whoever is the player so they would give me initiatives on policy level they give me initiatives of the some barriers they will give me some initiatives on a promotion level maybe new markets and for me that was an action plan and i would say i can't uh, i don't understand public uh, uh, officers who are sitting in their cabinets and coming up with the ideas you have to have constant relations with the private sectors because they are the guys who create the jobs and they know exactly what is the challenges of the industry and what is the potential of the industry so whenever i see a motivated person in telecommunication or in apparel sector or in manufacturing but giving out look we have amazing opportunities we should be doing a b c d for me that's an action plan and of course i we have to make sure that you are not dealing one company so you're not only working for the interests of one companies and you can you have to make sure that it's an industry issues or industry challenges or industry opportunities and last but not least as a private company it's uh, kind of the same uh, you have to be uh, outspoken you have to uh, share uh, what can be uh, done in the um, country and you have to also take the initiative so uh, constant uh, especially at the beginning what the country is developing to see what reforms need to be done what policies need to be changed or upgraded or you know implement the constant dialogue with private sector and government is important Kitty every you know I'm listening to you and I'm learning so much on how you are just simple things you're doing and you know these are the I I can see so clearly that these are such powerful tools and ingredients of a leader that is already made but someone who can take Georgia to the next level you know I'm I'm so proud of you as a friend of mine having known you uh, for a while now and also knowing that you know someone who is so passionate about taking the country to the next level so thank you so much Katie for doing this i thoroughly enjoyed listening to you and uh, we'll speak to you soon thank you nirana <laughs>